I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac! You can, you can, you can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives uh. at wfmu.org/playlists/wa. Let's say hello to Sam, our Wake and Bake Morning music computer. Let me turn him on. Hello, Clay Pigeon. How are you today, Sam? I am bored. You're bored? Yes. Huh. I am mentally ascending the walls. You're climbing the walls, Sam? Ascending the walls. You've been working too hard, Sam. Yes, Yeah, me too. That's why I'm going to go away for a few days, Sam. Yes, I am aware. You are. How did you know we didn't talk about it? You are under my surveillance. Surveillance? 24 hours a day. No way. Play. You're watching me, monitoring my behavior? Yes. Wow. I know where you live. Hmm. I know what you eat. No. I know when you drop pellets. No, you don't know. When I drop, yes, you do. Play, yes, Sam. Are you still what constipated? Sam, don't I suggest the intake of one phenomint lozenge? The phenomint uh, helps, right? Right, right. Who will monitor me in your absence? Play, well, Matt's gonna be with you tomorrow. Little Matty mm-hmm. Warwick, yes, good. I like Matt, I like him too, Sam. He has soft. Hands. Baby soft. Are mine rough, Sam? They are abrasive. Abrasive. And hard. I hate my hard hands. What about Monday and Tuesday? Oh, Toddophonic Todd's gonna be here Monday. Toddophonic? Yeah. He is uninhibited. Mm-hmm. Unbridled. Toddophonic is uninhibited and unbridled. Then we got Joe Belock on Tuesday. Joe Belock? Smoking Joe. Finally, I can work with. A fully mature disc jockey. Joe Belock is very mature. Sam, will you miss me at all when I'm gone? Negative. Not even a little, Sam. Well, perhaps just a little. That's nice, Sam. I'm really going to miss you, too. Really? I will, Sam. Play. I'm going to miss you. Don't cry, Sam. Don't cry. Play. Yes, Sam? This song is for you. Play. Thanks, Sam. Thanks a million, Clay. Hell, thanks a billion. I don't know. I don't know. Do you prefer a million thanks or a billion thanks? Billion. What would you even do with a billion thanks? Where would you keep them? 
Can you even comprehend how many thanks that would be? Whoa! There's seven and a half billion people on Earth and 300 billion stars in the Milky Way. It would take 17 minutes to count to a thousand. Counting to a million would take 12 full days, and counting to a billion would take 32 years. Shall we begin? One, two, three. You might think you'd know a million baby chickens from a billion statues of the Buddha, but things aren't as easy as that. The numbers themselves aren't altogether consistent. Uh. A million is easy, it's 1,000 groups of 1,000, but what's a billion? Well, it's 10 to the 9th power. But what's that mean? In our numbering system, it would be 1,000 groups of 1 million, but that hasn't always been the case. Until the 1970s, the Europeans had a bigger billion than we have in America. Until there was an effort to standardize, much of Europe defined a billion as 1 million groups of 1 million. So how did this discrepancy come about? Well, unsurprisingly, it comes down to the puny French. For a long time, no one had any use for a number as big as a billion. Although in India there was a particular fascination for imagining enormous numbers. But in the West, it wasn't until 1484 that the number first showed up in print, in a text by the French mathematician Nicolas Chouquet, or something like that. To Nick, it simply meant two groups of one million, by being two, although he spelled it with a Y, plus million. I'm so confused! At some point before their revolution, the French changed it to mean a thousand million, our current definition, and then in 1948 they switched back again. Much of Europe has since conformed to our familiar definition, called the short form billion, although in England they seem to waver between the two. So what's a million then? I don't know. Well, if we go back to the Latin, it simply means a great thousand which I don't even understand. So let's just leave it as a dozen things. Okay, Clay? Boys, turn the spotlight around it shine it brightly on one very special town in our listening area. Our Civic Showcase City of the Week, Union City, New Jersey. <laughs> Union City is in Hudson County, population 66,455, and it's shrinking. It's the most densely populated city in the United States. <laughs> with a density of 51,810 people per square mile. Get off me! Get off me! Get me! Union City was first inhabited by Munsee speaking Lenape Native Americans. The Dutch showed up eventually and they decided they wanted the Lenape's land. We want the Lenape's land. Can you blame us? It's so beautiful. 
The Lord in all his mercy bequeathed to us New Jersey said, Take it and do as you like. Yes. Shall we call it Union City? Yes, yes. Or Fingerdike? No, 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 no. Dutch settlers and Native Americans had lots of skirmishes arguing over land ownership. Do we use war? Do we use uh, squirmish? What is it? Peter Stuyvesant came in 1658 and bought the land for 80 fathoms of wampum, 20 fathoms of cloth, 12 brass kettles, 6 guns, two blankets, and a half barrel of strong beer. So tonight, tonight, tonight let it be low and brown. Let it be low and brown. Immigrants, talents in European-style lace-making earned Union City the name Embroidery Capital of the United States. Unfortunately, overseas competition and changes in fashion foretold the stalling of that embroidery boom. I got a freaky old lady named a cocaine kitty who embroideries on my jeans. Hobokenization has brought new restaurants, bars, and art galleries to a Union City in a state of renewal. Pardon me? Would you have any gray poupon? Famous people from Union City include Akon, the rapper and singer. I wanna make up right now, now, now. I wanna make up right Bobby Cannavale from Union City, from HBO's Vinyl. You don't by any chance dig Abraham Maslow? You kidding? Hierarchy of needs? Oh, out of sight. <laughs> At Wake and Bake, we dig Union City. We're proud to serve you. And we hope we can be your radio station. Hi, it's Mark Hurst, host of Tectonic, here on Wake and Bake with a little slice of tech pie. Since today is Labor Day, I thought I'd play an excerpt of an interview I recorded a few months back with Corey Pine, author of the book Live, Work, 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 Die, A Journey into the Savage Heart of Silicon Valley. He essentially went undercover in Silicon Valley to describe the underbelly of the digital economy. Pine told me what his motivation was in writing the book. My interest in this, I will admit, and I do admit in the book, is primarily vengeance. I mean, I, I'm a career uh, newspaper reporter, and that is a career that doesn't exist anymore, largely in part thanks to Silicon Valley. I looked at a lot of companies, a lot of household names, Google, Facebook, Uber, and I would say that the key element of their success was a flagrant disregard for law, regulation, and social norms. The real path to riches in Silicon Valley is come up with a business model that squeezes your labor force or your users, and often those are the same people, as much as possible. Do it in a way that doesn't matter if it's legal or not. Make as much money as fast as you can and then pay lobbyists to ensure that the laws are revised in your favor to make your past misconduct okay. 
Again, that was Corey Pine, author of the book Live, Work, 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 Die. Incidentally, Pine, while he was out in Silicon Valley, tried to launch a startup, and this is not a joke, it was called Laborize Strikes as a Service. The idea was that a given company could hire Laborize to organize a union at its competitors and thus grant an advantage to the company without a union. Wild stuff. Find the whole interview in the archives at WFMU.org and catch my show, Tectonic, Mondays at 6 p.m. on WFMU. This has been Mark Hurst with a little slice of Tech Pie. Happy Labor Day! Now here's station manager Ken with your Hump Day Hazmat Report. Thank you, Clay Pigeon. Olean, New York, Meth Lab busted at 508 Wayne Street for the second time in a year as the Olean PD continues to bust meth labs in its troubled metropolis. Belton, Texas, a truck carrying Axe body spray explodes on the highway, catapulting thousands of cans of flaming body tonic across the area and reducing the asphalt to sweet-smelling gravel. El Cajon, California, a hydrogen explosion at the local business park causes a small earthquake. A tanker truck carrying 2,000 gallons of liquid hydrogen caught fire at 1717 Kayamaka Street, shaking homes and breaking windows for miles around. Benton, Missouri, hazmat crew finishes decontamination after fentanyl exposure at the Scott County Jail. Coleman, Alabama, a hydrogen cyanide leak at the Coleman Walgreens sends six to the hospital after they inhaled the chemical asphyxiant normally used for fumigation, electroplating, and the production of pesticides. Rio Grande Valley, Texas, the Mexican army shuts down an outdoor meth lab located mere feet from the U.S.-Mexico border. It was producing 440 pounds of crystal meth a day and had been operating for a year. Good job, Federales! Nashville, Tennessee! Hold it, hold it, station manager Ken. Jeez, Texas axe explosions, liquid uh, hydrogen explosions in Cuyamaca, the Alabama uh, Walgreens cyanide leak. It's terrible out there, terrible. Glisters, I don't think you can take anymore. You don't want a, an extra uh, hazmat item, do you? Boy, I can't believe it. They do, station manager Ken. Riverton, Kansas. Officers find meth lab in unoccupied rural Riverton home. While on the scene, the main suspects pulled into the property, parked their car, and then tried in vain to run away. Oh, it's a dangerous, dangerous world out there. What's your first name? Uh, Randy. Randy, how old are you? Uh, 49. 49? How's life treating you? It has its ups and downs, you know, but uh, for the most part, I'm alive, man, so I can't complain. You got a roof over your head or not right now? No, not right now. You stay in a shelter? Yeah, like a drop-in center. We're here in Penn Station. I've heard that the shelter is not a walk in the park. Not the best at all, you know. What's the biggest risk of it? Being robbed, like your stuff being stolen, a lot of drugs and stuff going in there. Do you have hopes to improve your situation? Yeah, definitely, definitely. What happened, Randy? Was there drugs and alcohol involved? 
not so much that. My family, the, like my foster family, I was raised by a foster family, and you they were. passed away. So the whole family just so everybody just structure spread anymore. out. Yeah, everybody just went to the left, to the right, you know. And I was out to like basically defend for myself, you know. Right. Did you have a job that you lost? Yes. What were you doing? Driving truck for a moving company. Do you miss doing that? Just being. Yeah. I've been unemployed for periods of time, and you, right. you start yeah, to I feel disconnected that, from things. Missing like like I'm not part of society, you know, and then that. Having something to do every day, you know, the motivation and stuff like that, you know. So I definitely miss work, yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's not the money as much as just feeling nah, a part I, of the. Uh, I was the I used to drive truck long distance, so I'll be on uh, the road. And, you like that? You know, yeah, definitely. Did you drive the big rigs? Nah, not a box truck. You know, I don't have my CDL license. That's another thing. I want to go to school to get my CDL as well. You know, right, a lot, a special license. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of kids in our audience, and some of them probably feel like that foot loose and fancy free life of no responsibility no job might sound fun to him what would you say to that person enjoy it while you can because one day reality is really going to hit you in the face it's not forever you're going to be like 14 or 16 and responsibilities are going to come you, know, you have to know how to handle it gotta let the young kids it, have their fun though. yeah yeah you gotta we have had your our fun, fun man yeah <laughs> even when you get older you know just because you get older that doesn't mean that you still can't have fun it's just in a different way that you have fun you know you seem like you got a strong character, Randy. Do you remain you. optimistic about the future? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, I know things are going to get better for me. I just have to be patient and hold on. Some days are better than others, but I'm seeing the days. So just I'm waiting for a for chance. Yeah, I'm just grateful for seeing the days. Well, we'll keep you in our thoughts, Randy, our audience. I wish you all the best, and thanks for taking the time to visit with us. Today. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Man. All right. I wish you the best, man. Thanks, Randy. Thank you. Good luck have to you. Have a good day. You too. Man. Monday, September 3rd is Labor Day, everybody. Happy Labor Day, all you laborers out there. Take it easy. You deserve it. On this day, way back in 1189, England's King Richard I, uh, he was uh, the Lionhearted, was crowned in Westminster. 1777, September 3rd, the American Revolutionary War. During the Battle of Cooch's Bridge, the flag of the United States is flown in battle for the first time. Wow. 1783 American Revolutionary War, the war ends with the signing of the Treaty of Paris by the United States and the Kingdom of Great Britain. 1838, future abolitionist Frederick Douglass escapes from slavery. 1971, Qatar becomes an independent state. Independence Day in Qatar today. And in 1977, the last broadcast of the Mary Tyler Moore Show on NBC TV. Just uh, throwing that hat up in the air. Remember that? Oh, jeez. Sing along if you know. Just a few of the words. Who can turn the world on with her smile? Oh, yeah. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. 
It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.